Hi, I'm Pip. Hi, I'm Ben. And welcome to the Scale Up Diaries, a digital means podcast where we document our journey towards scaling our company. So this is episode two, and let's see if we can try and do this intro inside eight takes this time. We haven't done that. No, I think we'll take eight now. So today we're talking about targets before COVID, during COVID, and beyond, and also what makes me feel like an amateur business person. So we've discussed why we're doing this. We've discussed the journey we are going on over the coming months, the coming weeks, the coming years. I said that in the wrong order, but that's fine. Um, but I think what we didn't discuss in the first episode are targets. We were transparent. You were transparent in saying that we were, what was it, 30% up on... 30% up. First quarter this year to first quarter of same period last year. Okay, so so, so we're up in, in the first quarter, but we haven't spoken about how that sort of sits within our targets for this year and targets for the next couple of years and then the, the long-term goal of scaling up the company. Um so target, have you ever set targets? Are you a target setter? Because <laughs> no. you're not you're not with us. So it's not like you sit down with all of us and go, hey, hey, Ben, you've got to make the company X amount. Hey, Josh, you've got to do this and this and this and this and achieve this for the, yeah. this person. Yeah, no, I'm, I ha- no, no, I haven't been very good with targets. Um, it's not something that c- comes very naturally to me. It's not something I, I did initially. And it's probably like a lot of kind of looking back now, faults or kind of gaps um, in my skills is is probably because I didn't have a job leading into this. So I was never managed, you know, for, for good or bad. Um, and I think that's one thing that I didn't have, didn't bring with me to Digital Beans was targets and, and working towards them. Um, so no, so I haven't been very good at that. And I haven't been setting company level targets or checking that down into individual kind of people's individual targets. Um, Obviously, when we talk about targets like that, I, I mean mostly kind of financial. Obviously, we do have targets in terms of client uh, success. We've got targets for time that we have to people have to spend on on clients. You know, so it's not that we kind of some sort of wild west around here that we're just kind of going around and doing whatever. But in terms of top level digital beans revenue targets then no, they're not set. Yeah, I suppose because our account managers obviously always have the target of excelling growth within the businesses they're working for. Yeah. Embracing that brand, becoming a part of that brand, making sure that everything they're doing on their day-to-day job of managing the account is going to obviously be beneficial for that client and it's going to help them grow. And obviously, hopefully, you know, we help a business grow, we grow with them. That's that's what, you know, digital marketing agencies do. Um, so I just think it's interesting. Would, would you see that as a, as a weakness? I don't know. I, th- I think it is. I think it is because the more um, I'm listening, I do a lot of kind of reading or, or listening to books uh, now and a lot of podcasts and, and I, I, and I do um, sympathize and relate to the fact that, you know, if you, if you, it's like a map, right? If you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? So it's something that's become more apparent to me um, over the years. And it's something that's becoming more apparent to me now, you know, now that we're doing these podcasts that, actually we should have something as to where we're aiming to go that we should define that because how do you know when you've reached it right so yes i do think it's a weakness and i and i just think it's kind of part and parcel of um well just my my own personal learnings and and the company maturing i'm waiting for that email now ben target meeting here are your 12 month targets and if you don't hit hit them here's what's going to happen to you but i don't think i don't think targets uh, i don't have any experience in setting them obviously like i just said but I don't think the targets need to be, you know, top down like that and said, right, well, this is your target. I've pulled this number out of my ass and this would be nice to for us to see to see 
let's see, let's you know, actually achieve that. Um, I think they have to be collaborative. I think we have, you know, whoever the targets are being set for, even at the company level, you know, the right people have to be consulted and be like, right, well, what do we think is realistic? You know, how do we push ourselves out of our comfort zone so that we're motivated and we're pushed to achieve them, but we're not getting to a point where we're demotivated. Oh, well, let's do 20 million pound next year. And you know, you can't, we can't reach that. We're so far away from that, that you just becomes demotivated and therefore it's completely pointless. So it's about striking that, striking that balance. And, you know, been listening you know similar to kind of anyone that's kind of aware of or familiar with the um objectives and key results kind of principle i think you know google use them throughout their organization and sort of many other businesses so it's this kind of framework of setting goals and and hitting them so under the, that framework of, of okrs they say that if you if if you go over you smash your target whatever that is you've um you have um underestimated your your kind of you've, you haven't set your target high enough if you go over it uh and if you um ideally essentially they're looking for you to get it to 70 percent. so if you get 70 percent of your target then that that's good um that you've pushed yourself and you're getting close to it but you're not hitting it yeah no it makes sense i mean it's quite interesting isn't it when it comes down to setting targets and, and having those goals because obviously we speak a lot to clients and to business friends <laughs> who obviously are really experienced in talking about targets and, and, yeah. and setting targets i've been in roles before where i've had targets pushed in front of my face whether that's a, a workload doing a certain amount of copy completing a certain amount of social posts each week or hitting a certain amount of listeners i suppose as well an audience but then again it's also like it's tough, isn't it? Because when you're running your own business and you're trying to do everything, <laughs> it's tough to be able to sit down and go, well, actually, what are my targets? And I suppose this is, this is again, we spoke in the first episode about a slight mentality shift and a culture change. Again, this is just a, a realization of something that has to happen in this process that we're going on. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, when we're talking about setting targets, it's not about, you know, ultimately, yes, it'll be great to say you know our revenue is going to be like you know two million pounds let's get to that that by and large you can't affect that like you you can't directly affect the money coming into the company bank account so therefore although it's nice to have financial goals the the kind of idea mentality that i'm more keen to push is around the things we are in control of so okay so let's say we want to hit let's say whatever two million pound in revenue if we work backwards from that and we look at how many proposals did we send out last year and how many of those did we close and what was the average value of each one of those and then say right okay well in that case we need to send x number of proposals to potentially even get to that and then from there to like right okay how did we get invited how do we get asked for a proposal okay we did some content marketing we did some cold outreach we did this and this and this now, those are the things you can control. So therefore, if we say, okay, well, content marketing helped, well, then the out the outputs we can control is let's produce more content. Let's write five blogs instead of none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, and, and by controlling those outputs, you are, you know, helping towards reach the financial goal. Whereas, you know, not, neither of us, unfortunately, can control the money coming into the bank account. So if you if you focus on the things you can be doing and the outputs you can deliver against, 
then and that's how you kind of move the needle over time um you know I, we've got a client and a good friend of mine now that he runs a um a kind of distribution business i guess and we've been working with him for years and I can't remember when he when he is, he does. It. I think it's around Christmas time because it's around the time we always kind of look to get together and have something to eat and, and a drink. And he's always busy because it's his, the end of his financial year and the start of his new one. And, and he's putting together his forecasts and his targets and that kind of stuff. And he, I, you know, for the last three or four years, he's spoken to me after he's done it, and I literally feel like the most amateur business owner <laughs> going because I'm like, wow. That is what real business people do. They sit down with a big Excel sheet and they forecast, you know, it's different with different businesses. You know, he's got inventory, he's got supply chain, he's got to deal with lead times from Far East. So, but nevertheless, I'm like, wow, that is real business. And I feel like a real amateur. And he's always trying to convince me to do it as well. And, but I've always struggled, especially in this business, to understand what I would forecast. And I'm sure there's loads of other agency owners that would disagree with me straight away. And I'm not saying that this is the right approach. But by controlling what I'm able to do and what my outputs are and what I can, what's in my control, feels a lot more realistic than saying, you know, oh, I would like to do X in revenue next quarter or quarter after that when you have conversations like that with people who are doing things potentially in a different way or in a way that blows your mind as a fellow business owner does that make you feel like less of a business owner or does that make you feel inspired to get to what they're doing and how they're doing it it depends what it is but in this particular case the forecasting and the planning i just feel like an amateur i feel like that's what that's what real business people do. And you don't put yourself in that categorization. And I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing right now. I'm the apprentice business owner. Yeah. And here's the real one. That's how that's how it feels. It's crazy, isn't it? Because yeah. all business owners do things differently. All business mm-hmm. owners have different mentalities and go about their business. As you said there, different agency owners or management within agencies would, would disagree with what you just said, but also understand where you're coming from as well. So I think it's definitely relatable across the board, no matter what business you're owning, when it comes to forecasting and setting targets, it's difficult. And and I suppose before we go into the next bit, this could have been seamless, but I feel like we need to bring it back a little bit. Um, I want to talk about setting targets after COVID, but I want to talk about setting targets before COVID. Now, we spoke about us being up just over 30% on the first quarter. So when you saw that figure, and before COVID hit us like it hit us. In your head, where are you thinking we'd go over the next nine months? Did you have a certain figure in your mind that you'd like us to be up year on year or what you'd want us to achieve the next three months? I've always sort of managed Digital Beans in a kind of uh, relatively flexible approach in that as long as I was manager at kind of the bank account level, which I, which I know a lot of other small business owners do, right? So you kind of, you know what your big expenses are. Obviously salaries are a big one and and, and, and obviously end of the month for, for most companies. Um, then obviously we've got our rent is, and is, is the next biggest. So the kind of my barometer, I guess, in the business is to go, okay, is the bank account looking healthy at any given point, knowing what, I've either just paid or what's coming up, like, and how is that looking? And I guess over time, that needs to start looking healthier. 
So if you're, you know, two years down the line and you've got less money coming in and less money left in the in the business, then that's sort of more worrying. And I've been there, you know, like um, I think every every business owner has been there. So that is how I manage it. It's by far not the most efficient way to do it. Um, we're getting more efficient and, you know, we're, we're pulling out more reports with our, our bookkeepers. But that is that on a day to day, that's my barometer. That's what I do to kind of reassure myself of like, okay, where are we? How are we doing? Um, type things. So bearing in mind what costs I've got coming up and what I've just passed. So yeah, that, that's how I would, that's how I have been doing it. So you didn't think to yourself reading that figure, 32? 37, yeah. 37%. Yeah, um, and obviously we've got the numbers now in for the second quarter of... Yeah, I mean, and, and we will come well. on to that as well. But I suppose what I'm for in, in your head and, you know, when we when we got that number out, we were really happy with that because that really justified what we had done. Not just in that quarter, but in the quarter before as well to get to that point, to be in where we are and and to do it in such a substantial way. You know, 30% is not a number that is small. It's a good number. Um, and knowing the work that we had in in the year before, and the, you know, in, in the first quarter of the year before, we, we've done really, really well. And, and certain sections of our businesses have completely expanded, of our business has completely expanded, which is brilliant. I suppose I'm just wondering if you thought in your head at all, God, I'd love to double that for the next quarter, or I'd, I'd love to do that number again, or actually, if we just stay there, that's fine. Like, if we, if we, break, like, I, I suppose I'm just wondering if, if what comes into your head when you see these figures and you think about the growth. I think for me, the the numbers that I would like to stay at is a thirty to six percent year over year growth. Year over year. Yeah. So obviously, first quarter of this year, we were. You know, in line with that, I think that's that's cool. Um, but especially in this type of business, it's, it's going to be different in every business, you know. So in, in Simply Hair, it's very different. You know, we're talking about stock and inventory and it's completely different beast. And, and we do do forecasting there because we've got to predict what our stock levels need to be in two months from now. So there's a, there's a you know, I'm not kind of anti-forecasting and anti um and to kind of look into the future and predicting that kind of stuff. But in Digital Beans, yes, I'm looking at a 36% increase um, year over year. And post-COVID, we've run those books. And um, I mean, they're interesting. I don't know what you were thinking going into them, but I was thinking if we could stay on par or even have a bit of growth, put in mind that we probably took on more web development work as well over that period so we were very busy. i think it was interesting i think i mean what what was kind of locked down between us leaving and us coming back it was what 14 weeks 16 maybe 15 yeah 15 so 16. that was a, a crazy roller coaster so the day we all went home and lockdown and all of that kind of happened and i remember like you know sitting on the sofa with amy and watching our friend rishi announce everything he was going to do i felt i felt somewhat optimistic because i'm not and typically a not, not typically a negative person and my optimism said okay if we drop 25 to 50 percent that's going to be normal and okay for for this period now i felt somewhat optimistic because leading up to that Amy and myself had sat down and calculated where are all the businesses and where were we financially 
if neither of the businesses turned over any more money. So not a single pound. And we had the run rates, again, without making any redundancies, without cutting any of our offices, keeping the exact same level of expenditure, just with the cash that was in the businesses and us personally, what everyone's run rates would be. And we were pretty happy with that. So obviously we were in a you know fortunate position that we were comfortable for quite some time with not a single pound coming in. And obviously any pound on top of that would have just been helping our situation and buying us more time. So, but yeah, sitting there watching the kind of one of the early, when, you know, Rishi was kind of making his his daily announcements. The, yeah, I was thinking if we, if we drop between 20 and 50%, that's okay because we will bounce back as and when. Obviously we looked at the numbers the other day and like you said, we obviously had some clients that were more affected than others and therefore had an impact on, on our revenue, people looking to reduce time. Thankfully, we had no cancellations. Um, people did reduce time. People um, delayed projects or looked to make the project slightly smaller than what they were originally. But no one, could, no one completely dropped off, which... I was sort of expecting, I was literally expecting like the day after to be getting phone call after phone call, people just stopping all spend. So that was that was really reassuring. Like you said, we got a lot of web dev projects come in, um, some really cool, some really exciting projects as well and quite sizable ones, which helped. Now we looked at the numbers. I think it was, I think compared to the same quarter, second quarter of last year, we were, was 111 pound, pound down. down to the year before. So and by the way, that's and if that client who had that 112 pound invoice had paid it so on time, annoying, it? we would have been yeah. up by you know who you are. I mean, it's because of the amazing work from the team. And by the way, I, I must quickly say that at, at no point were the digital beans team furloughed either. So this no. this is this is what's incredible. The team all came together, put in so much hard work of people within different departments helping out different departments as well, which was incredible. I had so much support when going out and talking to people. Um, there were quite a few referrals as well during lockdown, which was amazing to see local people trying to support us by pushing potential work our way. Um, and I just feel like the way we worked as a team, that really showcased how we could bring the spirit of Digital Beans to home and work together to make sure that actually we're going to do everything we can for this business because we can see everything that's going on around us and we need to work harder. And, and I think everyone has. Everyone's put in so much effort. Um, I remember having a conversation with, t with you at one point where I was like, and I'm working from home, I need a holiday. I'm exhausted. I know at points when we were talking, you were getting up at four o'clock in the morning and going to bed at midnight. A hundred pound down has to be a mini celebration and not a negative. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, going into that, I think the team, you know, was amazing. We did have... Um, like I said, we had some clients that, that had to reduce their time and that we're still making up for that now. And, we, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a road to recovery for all of those clients and, and we're helping them and they're helping us kind of get back. And we've got to thank our clients because yeah, they've absolutely. all been amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, every single one of our clients who are with us on a month to month basis, even some of our ad hoc clients as well, just amazing in the way that they were picking up the phone, chatting, supporting us, having conversations, just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, the, the team did amazingly. 
the you know minor name's kind of approach to this was that it's a shit time it's a shit time for the world but the last thing we want to do was to reduce people's pay and you know obviously if we had to furlough people then you know if the work completely dried up or reduced more then we would have had to furlough people um not that that was a, a negative thing obviously you know we we had to furlough people in simply hair so that's not a a negative thing but we didn't want to impact people's incomes um unless it you know it really couldn't be avoided and going into lockdown i think i had a conversation with everyone and was like look it's kind of make a break for a lot of businesses around the world and this is my stance as in i want to protect you i want to look after you so if you guys could go above and beyond for this period that would be amazing i mean everyone always does a great job anyway but that was a time for everyone to kind of real really knuckle down it and they did and to get to a point now where we were you know 111 112 pound down from last year despite everything that happened i think i think that is a, a celebration and a success and and going back to kind of the uh, the forecasting and um you know of a business who would have predicted covid this time last year when they were sitting down putting the numbers who would have said that and what was really interesting and an observation that i've seen and i've had a few conversations around is that and well at least what we saw in simply in digital beans is that and it'd be you know we could debate this at a different time is that our most stable customers during covid was all our smaller customers not as in smaller to us as as retainer values but the smaller the smaller the business the smoother they had during COVID. They didn't reduce our time. That was never a conversation. They were smashing it over COVID. The bigger businesses in themselves are the ones that we've had to have more conversations around looking for support. So that's quite interesting, I think. Yeah, no, that is really interesting. I think any business owner out there as well, talking about the forecasting, and uh, and I've seen quite a few bits online, you cannot blame yourself for what's <laughs> happened during COVID. Um, as you said, no one can forecast that. No one can come up with a magical contingency plan just in case we have a massive pandemic in the scale that it was. Um, and, and I think it's really difficult. And I think, you know, there's so many great stories and there's so many um, brilliant pieces of content out there and, and podcasts and interviews and videos and stories on the news of how businesses and communities are coming together. And I think that's really important. And and we tried to do our bit with your local dot delivery. Um, and I know so many businesses out there tried as well, but, but talking targets and straight on targets, we know where we were in the first quarter. We know where we were in the second quarter. Do you want some homework, which we can talk about at the start of the next episode about where we're going with our next targets? Or do you have an idea in your head now? Um, I think if we could get back up to the, for the next quarter, get back up to being closer to the 30% year over year, that'll be, that'll be great. Thanks for listening. And remember, if this is your first time here, please subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. And also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Yeah, we don't like four-star reviews. And if you're on YouTube where you can see us talking in person, make sure you hit like and hit the sub button as well. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.